Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. This is a Monday morning edition. I'm Alex Gore. I'm here with Adam Wagner. Um, Adam is a graduate of, uh, graduate of K-State, uh, principal at Vessel Office of Architecture, and host of Architecting Podcast, and also an instruction instructor at CU Denver. Adam, welcome to welcome Inside the Firm. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so first off, what was your experience like at K-State? I always... I'm a fan of state schools, NDSU, all that. I don't think they get enough love because they're not (laughs) Yale and Harvard and Cyarch and all that. Yeah. You know, I I think like with a lot of people, you know, you kind of like when you're looking for an undergrad, I sort of just fell into the to the school that was next to me. And so I grew up in in Kansas and uh, so just decided between University of Kansas and Kansas State. Um, they both have architecture. They both have architecture. Yeah. Which is unusual. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty, they're both pretty competitive. And, um, I think, you know, it's interesting, like Missouri doesn't have an architecture school. And so, uh, they kind of have a reciprocal program with Kansas. Um, but you know, growing up, like the two schools are, are big rivals and, and, uh, I was always like a, a, a Kansas fan growing up kind of for no reason. Um, but then I think, I don't think I got studio space right away at Kansas and I had more friends going to Kansas state and I kind of just landed there. Um, but yeah, I was really happy with the education I got there. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just a really well-rounded, well-rounded school. I'd say, you know, like a little more towards maybe a technical side. Um, and, uh, yeah. You know, it's you. You've, you said it's funny because it's not Yale or Harvard. But then after Kansas State, I went to Yale. Uh, oh, you did to, to finish up my degree. <laughs> yeah. So okay. <laughs> well, what's the difference then? How was your experience at Yale? I didn't catch that. Uh, um, you know, I did, did yeah. a little bit of research, but I didn't catch that you one. Didn't scroll down as far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So you're not like those Harvard folks that just wear it on their chest there all go. the time. Yeah, yeah. The, the stinking Harvard people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> we Yale people are nothing like <laughs> those Harvard. Nothing like, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. You can't see my, my, my tie and my sweater vest right now. Right. Um, <laughs> it's a bow tie people. <laughs> bow tie. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think my, my journey was a little different where, uh, I graduated from Kansas State in in '09, uh, so big recession. Um, and my my vegetarian uncle decided to uh, start a hot dog restaurant in Wichita, Kansas. And so wait, you said vegetarian? Yeah, vegetarian. It was, and he was a doctor. Um, his 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 surgeon partner wanted to start this, and so he helped him set this up and my uncle is just like a fabulous chef as well and so he came up with this whole menu um kind of like making himself sick eating these hot dogs but they're just like really good gourmet hot dogs and so anyway a good hot dog is underrated a good brat is underrated exactly these brats and and like the best tater tots um so it was a funny thing where uh the bun can make it too yeah it was it was good (laughs) welcome to hot dog talk (laughs) 
here at F9. We'll be tasting hot dogs for the next half hour. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for the next hour and a half. Yeah. Where we, yeah. Uh, anyway, so so um, uh, my girlfriend at the time was also in our was in my class, and we had we had partnered up on projects, and so we sort of started our own firm to design this hot dog restaurant in Kansas, and um, and then got married pretty soon after that, but. Um, like designed and 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 framed and and built a lot of this this hot dog restaurant, which is a, I mean, pretty pretty nice, like a large amount of glass, like modern, clean, mm. um, and then help kind of develop the concept for the the restaurant in general, and um, and then my uncle and his partner sort of liked that so much they closed down their their medical practice and became developers in Wichita and and actually like um, are affecting a, a really good amount of change there and like renovating a, a ton of downtown buildings and reactivating the downtown. And so we um, were a part of that as well. Uh, Are you still a part of that? So uh, I do a little bit of work with him um, um, still. Um, but but so then from there, we, we did that for a while. And then we wanted to go back to grad school to kind of fill out some of our gaps in our education, I'd say. And so uh, Rebecca... Uh, went to TU Delft in the Netherlands. And so we moved there for two years. Um, and then from there, that's when I, I wanted to kind of go to grad school as well. And, and I think Kansas State gave me a lot, but I think there's some things um, in terms of sort of theory and, and fabrication and things like that, that, that I saw gaps in and, and Yale was a good place for me to, to kind of just focus on those, those things. So a post-professional masters. So, did what degree did you get from k-state yeah so we got a um a five-year master's okay from them so yeah officially i have like two masters and no undergrad i tell my friends who are real doctors that that makes me a doctor <laughs> so my opinion is just as valid as theirs <laughs> or you just like a master master <laughs> uh, yeah master in architecture and construction management obviously i'm a doctor let me answer your questions um <laughs> <laughs> Does it work? Yeah. No, but one of my uh, other friends is a PhD, so not a doctor, but he's in uh, he's in soccer and sports and all that stuff. And the one that is a doctor, so like I actually had a couple things, you know, like random things, like what is this bump or what, like what's going on hmm. here. So I'll text the whole group with the real doctor on there, but the other guys will answer quicker and then hmm. make fun of the doctor for being such an idiot that they didn't know. And they actually diagnosed it pretty. It was a hernia. I didn't even know what a hernia was. Yeah. But one of my friends was like, yeah, you got a hernia. It's, it's a like, lot of pressure being a doctor. Yeah. You know, not only like your job, yeah. but, but your friends. But are your just, friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, they don't tell you about that. <laughs> um, okay. Then you got accepted into Yale. Uh, did a, probably a bunch of cool, two years, probably. Two years. Yep. Two yeah. Two years. years. And then where did you go from there? And then uh, one of my professors uh, was... Did your... I want to button this up. Did your wife stay with you the whole time? Are you still a wife? <laughs> she's, still, she's still with me. Yep. Okay. She, uh, yeah. I don't know how to ask that. Like, <laughs> did this work? <laughs> yeah. it, it did work out. Although, you know, she's, she's a lot smarter than I am and, and she got a full ride to graduate school and, and I could never get a work permit in the Netherlands. And so I was just kind of like scabbing jobs together and, and working still for my uncle remotely. Um, and then when I went to Yale, I didn't get a full ride yeah. and, and she was working full time for, for Cesar Pelli. So she's she, like she's much worked, better than work, you. She, yeah. She's much better. She, she's, she's an architect at Gensler now here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, now that I have my own firm, 
paying for me again. So yeah, yeah. she's she's wonderful. <laughs> Good, love you, Rebecca. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Shout out, shout out to Rebecca. Um, anyways, so two years. Yeah, where do you go from there? Uh, yeah, so uh, my last professor there was uh, Tatiana Bilbao. Um, and so she offered Rebecca and I a job uh, at her office in Mexico City uh, when we graduated. So we've moved down there um, until my graduate school loans came due and then we had to move back uh, and not get paid in pesos. But yeah. uh, so we were there for six months and then we, we moved to, to Denver about six or seven years ago. Awesome. Why Denver? So her family is, is from, from uh, Colorado and I think... You know, mo- I'd say most of my class, mo- you know, was working in, in New York from grad school, and that was sort of the other option. Um, but I think, you know, we love Denver, just the, the size of city it is, and had a university that we could tap into, and I think a um, a good design culture, but I think a design culture that we saw that we could really kind of build into and, and contribute to. Yeah. Um, and mountains like everybody else, you know? Yep. Your, your guys' work is amazing. We'll, we'll talk about that okay. in the future, but I mean, it is, it is awesome. It's really top notch. Um, when you came into Denver, like, did you, are you still getting funneled work, um, from, was it your uncle? Mm-hmm. And is that helping? Did, uh, Rebecca have, I'm saying that right, right? Yeah. Rebecca. Yep. Did she have a job in place before you moved? Did you start off on your own or how did you land in Denver? What's happening? Yeah. So, um, I think what year is this? So this is, um, 2016. Okay. Six years. Yeah. So I think, you know, um, I've always sort of liked to bounce around and my, my dad, uh, has his own small general construction company in Kansas, just him and his brother. And I think I always saw him owning his own company, controlling his own schedule. And I think that that, that always uh, really appealed to me of, of sort of being my own boss. Mm-hmm. And so doing that straight out of school, I've worked for, I don't know, seven or eight different firms, but never longer than two years. Um, and And so I think not spending a long amount of time in the firms, I don't, you don't always know how to do things correctly. Right. And so I moved to Denver and I was like, I need to buckle down at a firm. And I think I I always have these experiences where I I come off something and think I'm really hot shit, you know, and then get knocked down. And it, you know, it happened after Kansas state got knocked down, build a hot dog restaurant. You move to Europe. You think, Oh, May is going to be just, please, please come work for me. And you can't get a job for a year. Yeah. Um, I think just a quick aside after my first summer kind of doing this on my own, not even licensed, but doing, uh, residential and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm basically an architect and me, like, I don't know how many years later, 10, 12 years later, I'm like, yeah, you're an idiot. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so I moved to Denver. I, just coming off of my my fancy bow tie uh, Yale degree, yeah. uh, working in Mexico, and I was I reached out to a ton of firms that I thought were doing really good work um, and made a lot of friendships, but not that many people were hiring. Um, and I and then I I landed at a firm uh, called Three Five Nine Design in Denver. Mm-hmm, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, so, good stuff. Yeah, so I was the design director there for uh, three years, and. Um, and then I hit a point where I, I just wanted to do my own thing again. And so I started doing that. Um, and then sort of 
got lonely and got tired of being by myself and started doing freelance work for Open Studio. Uh, and then eventually all of my time was with Open Studio. And then I, I worked I worked for them, Open Studio Architecture in Denver. I'm, I want to know, are they affiliated with like a 40 day, 41st day? No. Do you know who I'm talking about there? I, no, I, I don't know that. Okay. Where's Open Studio at? They're on, on Park uh, Street. Okay, Park not Ave. Santa Fe. No, no. Okay. They, they won um, AIA Young Firm of the Year two years ago, I think. Um, um, sort of an o- offshoot group from Ginsler. Uh, but learned, learned a lot there. And um, So they're not just a whole bunch of freelancers. They're a legit firm. No, no. This is, yeah, it's a, it's a full firm. Okay. Yeah. I just thought the name. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So open studio. Open studio. And then I, I had been talking to uh, two friends um, from Connecticut, and we'd been talking for three or four years about starting a firm, and and finally, sort of pandemic hit. One of the other guys got laid off from his job, and it kind of spurred us to to start our our new uh, firm, Vessel Office. So we officially started that about six or seven months ago. Okay. So six or seven months. And then you had your own thing going for what, maybe six or seven months before open? Uh, yeah, about a year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, question. So that the idea, and I like it. And sometimes it's true being your own boss, controlling your own schedule. I remember just starting out, you know, it was hard. We were starting out around 2009, mm. um, 2008. Yeah. 2009. And one of my buddies, who was down here would always text me like Wednesday at like 11, like let's go to the mountains or let's do something. I like, I know that it's just me and Lance, but like I do have a real job. <laughs> I have real stuff to do. I know. I can't just, so uh, yeah. are you successful at controlling your own schedule? Well, I think, you know, and this is where we're pretty interesting, uh, super interesting parallels between the two of us where, you know, we're, we both teach, we both have a podcast and, you know, I think that's where the flexibility is for me, where I'm always grabbing coffee with somebody, always sneaking out for class, always doing this. And that none of the firms, all the firms allowed me to do that, but I always sort of felt bad. And so now I feel less bad. I'm, I'm only letting one, my partner down instead of a firm. But <laughs> yeah, I, I that that makes sense. Like, yeah. oh, I got to go to the dentist. No big deal. I got to yeah. pick up my dog or whatever. Um, but you're still working. Well, here, here's a question, because... I see a a lot of carryover from studio culture Mm -hmm. where you work from five to midnight, five to one. Mm -hmm. And I've even seen some architects like they do that their whole career. They'll do like 10 and they'll work till like midnight um, rather than like an eight to five. What is your schedule like? Because I think that that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I I work, I have two, I have two small kids. And so I drop them off at daycare and then get, you know, work eight, to five and then make dinner at five and then yeah most most nights i i go back to work at like eight to kind of midnight i'd say um and and that's not every night but i i think that 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 studio culture is really true um and i used to say that uh, that i w- i thought i was like addicted to stress like from mm-hmm. architecture where if you're not stressed you're not you're not feeling productive or good um but actually just this last month, I guess I finally, I got diagnosed with ADHD at mm-hmm. like 36 years old and I didn't know it. And it's, and it's really illuminated a lot of these things where 
a, a typical ADHD person, I'm not an expert by any sense, but um, is always needs to be challenged and sort of needs to live almost on that edge of stress. And so I think it's kind of explained a lot of things for me of, of why I push to do all these different things and kind of not sleep as much and stuff like that. And so I'm sort of in the process of reevaluating that and like trying to bring that back a little bit. Yeah. One thing that I think is completely different. I didn't spend too many times in firms, uh, just because of the way the situation in my life worked out. Um, but the more that you're a firm owner and then the more until you probably get so established that you have so many repeat clients, like you're walking a tight rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be uncomfortable. And I don't know if firm owners talk about that enough. Like there's a type tight rope of, um, what work you're doing, how much money you're breaking in and then bringing in, do you have responsibilities to others? Um, yeah, it, it, it's a real thing. And then also that, that ADHD thing makes sense. But what I see a lot too in design, I, I think this is, this isn't just to architecture it can be to a lot of different medias like me- media design, fashion design is that there's no <laughs> structural engineering. Here's the calculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're looking at one of these buildings and you're doing a design and you think, okay, how can I prove it? What if I do something else? What if I do something yeah. else? And if you don't put time constraints on you, you, I mean, you could literally go forever. Like you could probably redesign the same house for five years of your life. Yeah. If you really yeah, exactly. want to. Yeah. Um, and that's one of my main things that I tell new firm owners. I don't know if you're doing this. I don't want to put you on the spot or, or anything like that, but like w- from day one, we had a timer hmm. and it was, you know, it's uh, I forgot what it is, but you, you can find an app, a timer that works on. Oh, we use toggle now. Um, yeah, but it was yeah. something else back in the day. Um, it was, uh, it was really j- janky. Um, but Hey, here's our project here. If, if we want to make however many dollars an hour, here's how many hours I have here's a timer. Yeah. Um, and I, some, some bigger firms do that. Some bigger firms don't do that. I worked at a firm. There was no such thing. It was just like, here's your work. Just do it. Um, I think some firms like some firms will even plan out your week and say, you have four hours on this project, four hours on that project. And I always think like, man, that is really hard to estimate down to like those blocks. Um, so if you don't have a timer, I'd maybe suggest it. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like it's less of, less of, the design process, I think, you know, much like you guys, we we're very streamlined with Revit and designing through Revit and, and, and representing and modeling. And, and so I think we have a little more streamlined there. I think we're pretty good at corralling our design time and setting those goals. It's just all that other stuff, you know, all the, the legal stuff, the just setting up of everything that just pops up in your day, right. That just takes your, takes your legs out from under you. Um, from 8 a.m. I've been meaning to get one email out. That was my only goal. From 8 a.m., I'm going to walk in. I'm going to send this email out. What time is it? 1.30. And I've typed two sentences on it. Like phone call, you know. Do you want to take a break? you want to take no. a pause? <laughs> Tackle this. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and ideally, you know, tell me tell me it gets better. But uh, but that's what, just what you have to carve out and, and, and do. But I, But I think that's also what I love. Like I didn't like sitting in a firm working on one project, waiting for somebody to tell me what to do or having a team of three people, uh, where I was just looking at one thing for two months, you know, like I love jumping around and, and 
doing this stuff. So, do you see uh, your firm growing, or do you just like the two-person kind of thing? No, it'll it'll definitely grow. And um, like I said, we we have a third partner who hasn't come on yet. Um, and so, all three of us have undergrads in architecture, uh, but one of us one of them has a uh, master's in graphic design, and one has a graphic uh, a master's in uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to bring the the real estate guy on in a few years, and then kind of follow after your guys' footsteps a little bit of of doing more of our own development. And I think you know, I don't know where that where that grows, but you know, I it'll get it'll get bigger than two or three people, but. Yeah, definitely not a mega firm or something. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, no, one of the coolest kind of uh, realizations was it wasn't necessarily bringing on another partner. It was hiring people. Mm-hmm. And then I started teaching at, at CU. And I just remember going to class and teaching a lecture. And it was it was all fun and thinking like, oh, there's employees back at the firm doing work that I don't have to do. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say being a firm owner is easy by any stretch so the yeah it's been a tough week (laughs) this week but there's ups and downs um there's ups and downs indeed uh so how did you get how did you start to get work after open so i feel like i Who did I interview? I, I interviewed, I just interviewed somebody. I think it was, uh, it was EJ Mead of ARC 11, I believe. And, mm. and he was just saying, also good for him. yeah. And he was just saying, you know, you, you never know where that's going to come from, but it always seems like it, it does. Actually, he was quoting Harry Teague. That's what it was. So he was saying, you know, Harry, I don't know where this stuff comes from, but it comes in, you know? Mm. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's some projects that, uh, from from my dad as a contractor um some from old clients that we had um some from house you know um it's just that kind of random random stuff right um we're 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 partnering with other architects right now it seems like you know there's a lot of firms who have a lot of work and and that are smaller and I'm really interested in this idea of the this kind of network of smaller firms that I see as a sort of uh, contrast to these large mega firms that are swallowing up everybody and that how can we be nimble and, and partner strategically to do different projects. Um, so we're working with a firm out of the Hamptons doing some houses with them and um, talking with other, other people, kind of the same stuff. Um, yeah. So on your website, vesseloffice.com uh i suggest everyone go to it i think my computer is stuck uh there's some amazing projects and i i'm just honestly more curious than anything well maybe i can't turn it around because i'm stuck here but uh you have houses um you have link house which is actually a commercial so so that's the that's the hot dog restaurant that we did are you serious yeah so that was when i was 23 and we did we got that built for like a year and um helped to frame it up it was all with sips um uh we we poured all the concrete countertops and tables and inlaid um laser cut stuff into it and uh we did the here. did the brand it's it's actually out of business so oh, <laughs> you, you can't anymore but and it, and then at one point we turned it into a mexican restaurant and and hung did this whole sort of art ceiling installation inside of it but when did it 
officially go out? Um, Did, was it COVID? No, no, no. It was it was 2011, I think. Um, and and nothing's in there right now. Nothing right now. No, yeah. An architecture firm. You need to move your firm back yep, there. Right there. That would be sweet. And then, well, one of the cool things, like this building that we're in, isn't doesn't even touch that, <laughs> but it, it still works with with clients. Like, you know, what's your familiarity with construction with townhomes? Like, oh. Well, we built this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or they're like, "Hey, we like drop steel." Oh, that, you know, yeah, like there that. you go. Yeah. Um, so you should somehow get that <laughs> property and work there. It'd be cool. Um, but what I was saying is because I get this question sometimes from clients: How much of your work it is this pretty amazing, cool-looking stuff, and how much of it is stuff filling the gaps or stuff that mm-hmm. you don't? put it on your website. Yeah. You know, we're, we're only seven months in and, um, y- you know, it, maybe it's, it's more like 50, 50. I think that I'm, I'm really blessed with a, a very good partner who, who balances me in a, in a, in a strong, in a lot of strong ways. And so he is extremely, uh, detail oriented and can really breathe life into projects. And so a lot of those houses on there, um, he, he was working for a high-end uh, architect, uh, Roger Ferris, uh, um, out, of, out of like the Hamptons, and um, was furloughed for a few months and essentially just started our firm with that and just started doing these theoretical homes that are on here and just, you know, really designing and rendering them very beautifully. And so that gave us a good sort of beginning plus the my work that we had had before um, yeah. joining that. Um, so Pine Ridge, what, is it called that retreat? Yeah. I am literally, uh, <laughs> one, I love this building, uh, this house. There are two or three ones that I don't know if this is a rendering or a real thing. Yeah. Like, is this one? That's rendering, yeah. That's and, so cool. And, and, and this is just my partner, Justin. I mean, and, and he was just using uh, Twinmotion, so a free program, uh, straight out Twinmotion, no Photoshop. Uh, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's very impressive. Twinmotion? Well, a lot, I've never heard of this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's with Unreal Engine. It's uh, sort of um, partnered. I mean, it's from Unreal Engine. Um, did he model this in Revit? Yeah. So again, that's where we're like, we really push Revit and like, and modeling. And we we modeled it in Revit LT even. So it's all out of place masses and things. But yeah. Um, um, the other one too, man, what was the other one that I was? Well, the quarantine tree house. Yeah. Th- that's real. Yeah, that's real. Is that yours? That's mine. Yeah. So that was... Good marketing with that name. Yeah, yeah. So again, that was a quarantine hit. We have two little kids. We we live in an 800 square foot bungalow in the middle of Denver. My wife and I are at home and we had this junky fence that was about to fall down. And so one day I just tore it down and didn't know how to get rid of the wood. And so we we just built a tree house for our our little kids. And then... um, yeah, luckily I was, I'm, I'm friends with JC Buck, the fabulous photographer. And so I made him a margarita and a, and some tacos and he came over and, and shot that for, for free. And then, um, we submitted that to modern in Denver. And then that led to sort of my, my podcast partnership with modern Denver. So uh, yeah, it was a really good, good thing to tear down that fence. Yeah. <laughs> 
we'll keep going into that. But the, the other one that I can't believe is a rendering, and you're probably going to tell me it is a rendering, is this one. Silver Hill House. Oh, really? Is that yeah. one also a rendering? That is a rendering, yeah, yeah. Why? Am I getting old? <laughs> because I, I, I guess I suspected that this one was a rendering. Yeah. But, I mean, they are really, really... Like, this one, this image, that, that could be, like... I know it's your work, so maybe you don't want to break, but, like, that could fool people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and I will, Brad, because it's not my work, because Justin did that image again. Um, and that that's actually done in, in Lumion. Um, but Justin's also a, a good photographer, and I think he has a really good understanding of, of light as well. Yep. Uh, and so... Um, okay. Before we go uh, into the podcast... How did you're teaching at Denver, Mm -hmm. uh, University of Colorado in Denver. There's a Boulder campus, which is the main campus. Denver campus is sort of the satellite and has the master's program um, in architecture. And and undergrad. They have undergrad too? Is it environmental design? No, it's it's an accredited undergrad architecture program. Yeah. When you were at K-State, was it environmental design? Uh, We did environmental design for the first year, and then you decide which... which, uh, if you want to go to landscape architecture, interior, or architecture after that first year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so how did you get the Denver gig and what are you doing at Denver? Yeah, I, again, like I, I came to Colorado just really looking to network and meet people. And so I reached out to a few people at the university, uh, Rick Sommerfeld right away and, and uh, built a friendship with him. And I think, uh, yeah, they, I got a, a lecturing position pretty early on uh, after moving here and started teaching studios. Um, and now I've, I've transitioned a little bit more where I'm teaching more representational seminars about sort of different crazy things and then um, and now doing more graduate studios. Gotcha. So just uh, your regular studio that anyone would recognize, just an architectural studio, focus on whatever projects yep. that yeah, semester. The, the main course, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. How did this podcast develop? So, yeah, I think the podcast, again, you know, I loved coming here and having the excuse to meet a lot of architects that I liked uh, of trying to get a job. Yep. And then you get a job and there's not much of an excuse to meet people, you know, doing, having reviews and things for school. I would, I would reach out to the people I'd want to know, you know, and most of them would ignore me and some wouldn't, and I would become friends with them. And then that sort of, uh, stopped and and it was just like hey let's let's find a way to bring this community together a little bit better you know I, th- I feel like there's a lot of good architects in Colorado and and I would talk to one architect who I thought was really good about another architect and they had never heard of each other and mm-hmm. that was sort of mind-boggling to me or didn't know each other's work and so I was like okay let's 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 record these people's stories um, maybe help connect people if nobody listens, who cares? Let's just sort of record the design culture of this time. And then in 50 years or whatever, people can can see what was going on. You know, like I would love to go back and hear what Temple Buell was up to or, wh- or whoever, you know, these architects. Um, and so that was sort of the goal. And yeah, it's, it's worked out a lot better than I, I, I thought. And, and really kind of I get a lot of emails saying, you know, I, I met this person because I heard them on here and we we've now we're working on projects together or whatever. And, um, yeah, so that's, that, that's the goal. Yep. And the name of it uh, again is architecting, architecting. Yeah. Architect 
and then little dash ing little dash and ing yep yep i i thought that looked better on the logo because because architecting was too long and so i split it up and and then i went with it and then about two weeks later somebody else started another podcast called architecting without the dash oh. and now i'm i'm kicking myself for putting that dash in there but yeah. uh yeah that is so funny um <laughs> Uh, there's a page called what's up Longmont and apparently the moderators upset some people. So then then a new page was made and it, it was just called what's up Longmont official. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> The official one is actually the second one. That's, I need to take the dash off and then say official. That's a good idea. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. Architect <laughs> official architect yeah. podcast. Well, cool. Um, anything Anything that you want to talk about that we didn't touch that you want to get out to our listeners or a concept or idea that we kind of glossed over uh, that you want to revisit? Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, just thinking back to to my podcast episodes I've had so far, you know, only a year, not as long as or as many as you guys. I don't know how you put put that all out, but we'll get into that when I interview you next. But uh, I think the biggest takeaway I, I keep seeing over and over from these from these people who have these great firms is yeah, just how hard it is to to start a firm. And you know, talking about EJ Mead, he's saying that for the first three years, the highest pl- paid employee in the firm was the intern. You know, like yeah. it just it takes a long time and. There's never a great time to start a firm, and I think uh, just taking that advice to anybody else of just jump and figure it out and see where projects come and yep yeah I think it's a it's a great idea um, and I often encourage it a lot on my podcast. I don't think I say necessarily how hard it is. Mm, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's easy to sort of forget forget those earlier times. I think. Yeah. Um, or you just don't want to. S- talk about Keep talking about how hard it <laughs> is all the time yeah, yeah or, or exactly. say how stupid you were <laughs> yeah, exactly. or where you messed up yeah those are kind of uh, yeah. nothing happened here nothing happened here yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. well great well um thanks for the conversation i really enjoyed yeah, it thanks for having me um on. people can just google architecting with the dash podcast the dash find the right one the official one um anywhere else you want to point them to uh, nope, that sounds good. Yeah, you can see uh, more images from my guest on on Instagram or or my website as well. Um, Which w- the names of those? Uh, architecting architect slash di- dash architect dash ing dot com is the website, and it's uh, architecting stories on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you, Adam. Sounds good. Thanks.